When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Hockey! Yeah. Yeah. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. All right, welcome to a special edition of uh, Judd's Hockey Show. Lindsey Brown and Declan Goff here as well. And we Hi, are uh, reacting this afternoon to the surprising timing news, but not shocking news, that Paul Fenton has been relieved of his duties as fired Wild GM this afternoon. Let's just go around the room and start with reaction to that. Lindsay, your reaction to the fact that Paul Fenton lasted a year plus and is now out. Well, let me just start off by saying this is the most millennial or just on-brand thing for 2019 that I've ever heard. And that if you read the the article that Michael Russo, the story that broke it, uh, apparently Craig Leopold called and fired Fenton. Because Fenton was in Cape Cod. So calling to fire, not exactly the best business practice you want in an act. So I'm not a fan of that. But, I mean, I'm not surprised. We've heard of we've heard a lot over the last season. We've heard a lot um, in terms of him, uh, Fenton, not being well-liked within the locker room, within the hockey operations department of the actual organization. Why this is happening on July 30th at 12.15 p.m., I do not know. But I'm very excited to kind of chew through this and figure out exactly what led to now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. And, I mean, I was pretty blindsided by it. I know that it's not really shocking of all the things that he has done in a short period of time that have been detrimental to the team. Mm-hmm. But when you hear news like this, I mean, it you can't help but feel a little shocked. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a te- teeter-tattering on the emotions here. But just 14 months into the job, I mean, that's that's pretty surprising. And after you kind of really set the table for the draft and the offseason, the timing of it just seems very odd. It does, but in some ways it might be the smartest thing possible because if you know it wasn't going to work and there were clearly indications it was not working, mm-hmm. then then yes, the timing is weird, and yes, it's a bad hire definitely in retrospect, but it also is, is better, I think, to cut your losses now than to start the season and go th- through that. And uh, it, it was interesting. Russo had the piece that we talked about in the podcast that we did yesterday from Parisi about the fact mm-hmm. that, that Zach – left the door open for a potential trade. And, of course, trading Zach would be very difficult. I was told last night that Zach Parise indeed had requested a trade, like he wanted out of here. This really? Is a, this, every, everything that I've heard oh. from inside that team, that because I, I think, in fairness, the, the last uh, podcast that we did, I think it was post-draft, yep. d- during the free agency period together, we all said, what are they doing? Right. I guess internally they all said, what are you doing? Like, we've right. got no clue. And so if you lose, and this might be fair, it might not be fair, but they clearly had lost Zach. 
Yep. If they had lost Ryan, who, who I know at one time was a uh, Fenton proponent. That's going to be an interesting thing to but there, But there, be, there comes a time when Craig either came to the realization himself or some somebody said to him, this was a horrible hire. It didn't right. work. And, and the, the tip-off of incompetency, because I didn't even mind the trades. The coil trade to me, you got a nice player. Now, the Rask trade's an awful trade. Mm-hmm. That's a terrible trade. And, and I was told that, that his now former analytics department basically had told him, don't make this trade. You're an idiot. And he said, sit down, shut up. I'm making the trade. <laughs> well, um, but, the right. t- but the tip-off from a public standpoint, and I don't even object to the fact that they came close to trading this guy, mm-hmm. was Zucker. Yep. Like, he buried the guy's value. Tanked he, it. Yeah, he tanked, tanked it. it. He tanked it, and he almost did it unknowingly on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, it was that was dumb enough where you said to yourself, I don't know if you can run an operation here. Right. Because, yeah, I mean, tanked is the right word. Right. He, he took he took Jason from being a very marketable 30-goal scorer, what, two years ago now, mm-hmm. and he took him down to being, uh, well, you're giving him away, so might as well give him to us. What? So Just find a team for him. Find so, a spot. So both public knowledge and behind the scenes, I think there was enough incompetence where Craig finally probably just had to say, this does not work. And I'm not even getting into the fact that people didn't seem to like Paul. Mm-hmm. And guess who doesn't have their season tickets all sold out for next year? So oh, you don't saying. say. Yeah. So there's a lot of different dynamics. So circling back, though, so you, you've heard in turn, and we saw the piece with Zach and The Athletic with Michael Russo, kind of talking about his future and maybe the opportunity of maybe moving on and, and, and going on to a new team and accepting a trade. So you heard, too, that internally, through he, your sources, that – that he did, Zach did request it. That trade. he basically had gone in and said, "What are you doing That's here?" You're, well, well, and and Zach's comments on on cleanout media day mm-hmm. were basically, and they're right. Yep. He basically said, "I don't want to be like I have to win now. I signed here to win." Mm-hmm. And and the problem was, Paul. I don't know that Paul could ever define what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Like he he never had a. I liked one plan, but ultimately. This also, in fairness, guys, this also has to fall back on Craig. Yeah. Like, like we can't him. just blame Paul Fenton here. No, no. And he's the one that picked him. This is a hand-selected guy. They they obviously fired Chuck. They wanted to move on, which was definitely overdue a couple years back. But the thing is, is that this obviously is an example of Craig's judgment, his ability to hire, his ability to label people and identify people that align with his vision of what the organization is right now and what he's trying to make it. And that's the thing where it gets so difficult as a, as a fan of, of the wild, where we've been kind of sold this bill of goods for a better part of a decade now. And since it hasn't really worked out, the last two, three years have been really weird and it's been very topsy turvy. We're not really sure who's friends with who, who's (laughs) cool with who in the locker room. And then now you're seeing that kind of disarray leak into uh, into the organization itself. And if I'm a season ticket holder or a person that was thinking of investing in season tickets or a person that's just like, hey, I'm new to the hockey world and maybe looking for a team to latch on to, I'm just looking at this organization being like, all right, so is this organization more like the Lakers from eight months ago or more like the New York Jets right now or maybe even the Mets? Like those are the types of teams that are coming to my mind right I, now. I think they're. I think right. right now they're the Mets. In terms of ineptitude, they're the New York Mets. You said that Judd said that yesterday too on a, a Judd's hockey show as well. And and Fenton, uh, excuse me, Leopold releasing a press release too that after giving much thought to this difficult decision, I informed Paul today that he was not the right fit for our organization going forward. 
I believe we have a good hockey team, a team that will complete, compete for a playoff spot this year, and I look forward to hiring a general manager that will help us win a Stanley Cup, end quote from Michael Russo. Mm-hmm. And as Russo reported, Tom Curvers will serve as the acting general manager until a replacement is found. Okay. All right, let's, let's start there. And, and this goes back to when Chuck got let go as well. Mm-hmm. Craig, really? <laughs> I, I'm as talk- you look into the camera, yeah. like, I'm Craig. Ta- I'm talking to you. You really believe that a playoff berth, trying to go for a playoff berth, is best? Like, you do have to – I'm not into alienating my playing group. So I'm not suggesting – The players, you mean. Yeah, yep. yeah my play- mm-hmm. I'm not into alienating them, but this is not – this is a team that, at very best, can be a lower qualifying playoff team. And as Declan and, and Lindsay, you both have talked about, and I've talked about, then you're just stuck. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a hard reset. This is a reset of. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think Paul Fenton was working. No, so, it was not, clearly. So, yep. so I'm not trying to say that he shouldn't have lost his job. I do believe he should have. But, you guys, Declan, I'll start with you. In any way, shape, or form, and Craig keeps saying this. Do you see this as being a legitimate playoff team? Of course not. I, I really don't. It, best case scenario, I think they are a fringe wild card team. I think that's what we've seen for the better part. Well, we saw that last year. I know two years ago they were a very good team, and then they fell on their face to the Blues. But for the most part, their window kind of closed up. And I kind of thought maybe with ownership now, with Craig Leopold saying, you know what, Paul, you weren't the guy. We've heard internally of, of him being a kind of a, a bad person to work with. But Tim now to go out, and I know it's very lip service to say our goal is to compete for a Stanley Cup and to make the playoffs. You don't ever really hear an ownership or general manager say, well, our goal is to not make the playoffs. But I would think that this would be the first move of saying, you know what, guys, we're tearing this thing down and we're going to really solidify our lottery chances. Zach, if you want that trade, if, if I'm running, if I'm the owner right now, I'm listening, looking at Zach and I'm saying, if you want this trade request, we will try to do our best to make that happen and, and let the wild be bad. So you guys are saying nuke it. That's like, what I would do. Literally nuke it. That's what I would do. Oh, like I, right now, nuke it right I, now. I think I think the nuke well, starts. I like that idea. Mm-hmm. I don't. It's know, really fun. I don't know that you. <laughs> fun. I don't. I don't know that you can. But I think if you're Craig, you have to be realistic about who your team is. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So Which no, he hasn't done ever though. And and you can't. Just to be clear, because we'll we'll get these tweets and notes. You, mm-hmm. I understand you can't truly nuke it. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. Like you've still got the Prezi and Suter contracts are probably not movable. Right. Uh, you just signed without st- help or retaining some of the salary yourself. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you just signed Stall t- to an extension, which I don't like, but I'm sure was signed off by Craig as well. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think the owner has to quit saying, basically, hey Why fan, else? hey fan base, we're still really good. No, we're you're competing n- for a cop. No, you're not. Right. 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 You're just not. No. So. You're already stuck. This is Mm -hmm. already bad. Like, this isn't going to fix it. Mm -hmm. I do think that the smart move, though, is if this guy couldn't – if people couldn't work with this guy and basically he was making moves that we didn't get, Mm -hmm. that it – it's better to sever ties now than wait till next April. Right. And like there, there's there's no time like the now. Now, if they were really thinking about this, and I haven't read the full Russo article. I'm kind of heading into this in the, in the dark, to be totally honest, because I texted I've them. got I'm a like, paragraph is, to read is this, is this real? Is this news real? You're like, yep. I'm like, all right, I'm on my way in. Um, but what is just so ridiculously weird to me is the timing. And just this this – this type of thought process doesn't just pop into your head like yesterday and Craig goes, well, I'm going to fire him. Like, I'm going to call him tomorrow and fire him. Like, this has been a, th- a thing that he's been thinking about and considering for a while. At what point did that start? Did that start 
midseason? Did that start at the playoffs? Did that start before the draft? You let this guy leave his fingerprints all over the organization. And like I said, Paul Fenton, I've – Barely talk to the dude. We don't know him. We get a very there. We don't get the actual human being when we're talk to the, talking to them as members of the media. It's very different. But it's just if how did you not see that this was in his character? And how do you make this decision now? Because you, you it, probably talked to him a few times. I, I mean, Craig saw this last year, right? But you know, you've hired the guy, so it's tough. I, the hire's a bad hire. Right. But you've hired the guy, so it's tough to, in December, be like, I'm going to have to fire you. And I think it probably just was, it just continued to build and build and I got know, to be too much. He the didn't. draft, free agency, he, he was, continued to make moves. Like, it's not well, like I know. he hasn't, that's, that's the disturbing part because the you're going to have to deal with it. It set it back. Mm-hmm. There's no question. Mm-hmm. And the next move becomes extremely important, but the next move has to be somebody who acknowledges and more importantly gets Craig to acknowledge where this team is at. Right. Like, right. you can't turn this thing around in. Three months now and be like, okay, now we're going to win. Zuccarello, to your point, Lynn, still mm-hmm. has a no move. Yep. Like, that was a bad mistake. Right. The stall extension was mistake. a mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So th- this is the this is early in, in Russo's story on this uh, firing. I believe it's paragraph three. Uh, Michael writes in The Athletic, no one incident caused the ousting, but the lingering fallout from a series of arguably bad trades, well, at least one really bad trade, (laughs) and other personnel uh, matters, along with the internal issues that sources said created low morale throughout the hockey operations department and dressing room, forced Craig Leopold to make the move before Fenton could even manage his second season with the Wild. Uh, And I did hear from various people that morale was really low. Paul was, you know, at the very best, Paul probably should have been a GM in, in this league back in his playing days. Absolutely. In the 80s. It would have been mm-hmm. great. But, you know, the paranoia, and, and I get it. Paranoia. But, but everybody, but his season-ending <laughs> press conference was a oh. debacle. Right? Oh, it was ridiculous. And the paranoia about talking about guys being hurt. I get I get you don't, in the midst of things, yep. I, don't, I don't like this, but I get you don't talk about where guys are hurt in, mm-hmm. in hockey. But, you guys, when you get uh, your season's done, mm-hmm. you can give the laundry list. It doesn't matter. And right. it was just, and and plus, how embarrassing was this? Boudreaux sitting by him. Mm-hmm. Fenton at that press conference is asked about uh, Bruce's job status because at the time we didn't know that Bruce had a two-year personal services type of consultant deal. Mm-hmm. So we thought that this was that going into th- this year was his last year of his contract. And Paul was asked about the contract and said, "Oh no, he's my coach." And Bruce said, "That's great to hear." <gasps> oh. Just a reminder on that bit. You know, and Bruce, Bruce. That's the coach. That's not the player. And, that's not. That's how you're teaching. Also, that's how you're treating your coworker. And it's also a professional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like no mm-hmm. matter what you think of mm-hmm. Bruce, he wasn't Paul's guy. I, yep. I get that. Sure. Yep. But Bruce Boudreaux Dex is a complete professional. Right. And Absolutely. for him to be treated like that, that's ridiculous. That's not excusable. And I think who's probably the most happiest. I know it might be Parisian Suter, but honestly, I look and I, I think Bruce. I think Bruce oh, Boudreaux is absolutely. in a lot better position than he was. Uh, just a few weeks ago when he was on the scoop at Doogie saying, all I can control in this last year of my contract. So is Jason Zucker. Is, yeah, Zucker too. <laughs> he might be slightly enthused by it, this move. Is maybe. that um, he can just do what he can and hopefully ownership rewards him. And now Boudreaux has that ownership gone, or that general manager, I should say, gone. Mm-hmm. And I think that's great news for Boudreaux. And then if this search committee, which is now going to launch for a new GM, I guess for me and, and with my reckless speculation that I keep throwing out here on this podcast. Go with it. How... Is McDonald just automatically the front runner because he's internally? I know he got that. We all, let's be honest here. I think we all know that business title was a placeholder. Let's be real. Yeah. I, I, I really oh, yeah. think it was a placeholder. Oh, yeah. So now, is McDonald the guy 
to be the next wild general manager. I, I thought he might be the GM in next summer in 2020. Mm-hmm. Now I think he might be the favorite. How about this? How, how about him more likely as a president of hockey operations like Shanahan is in Toronto. I'd love that. Same. And then they still hire a GM. Right. Kind of like what the what baseball's been doing with but, but Chief, he, he, yeah, CBOs he hasn't and GMs. done it before. That's what I'm saying. And, and that's what makes me nervous is like, I love Mike Bonanno just right. as much as the next but Minnesota But not the day-to-day does. stuff. Right. And, but you. the thing is, is that the guy's inexperienced, and that's where I, I, was, I share in your thought process, Declan, and thinking that maybe that's something that they would explore next year after he has a full year in an organization Run in it every day, mm-hmm. learning those nuances, learning how to communicate with people, in, not just on the ice, but on the in the front office, the people who sell tickets, like all these things matter. But he doesn't have that experience. That's what makes me nervous. And what makes me more nervous is because Craig is making decisions at weird times, Craig, which just means he's making weird decisions in general. This would be a decision. He would be like, yep, Mike Madonna, let's put him in. Let's give him the chance. Let's let him go. This is not the. This is not a time to just let a guy figure it out. There have been too many moves and too many mistakes have been compounded over the last two seasons that without someone with a roadmap or at least a general idea of what direction they're going or how, what that looks like. I just don't see how you could dig yourselves out of this in within a decade right now. If you, if you decide to hire Madonna right after that, maybe he's qualified, maybe he's great, but I'm just saying that's an unnecessary risk that should not be well, taken right now. I think the thing, though, is, is and why Mike might make sense as president of hockey operations, I think the thing is you've got to dig this franchise out mm-hmm. now of the doldrums. Like, I think morale in St. Paul is super low. They need it. And you've got to rally shock. that back. Mm-hmm. So I don't – if Mike if, – if you now start a search for a GM and, and Mike is put in charge of hockey operations – I think that you could go about this by trying to boost morale. You don't even need to make big moves. Mm-mm. So it's not, but it's not like it's not like Mike needs to start trading guys. We no, need, we need a like, trauma surgeon. We need somebody to stop the bleeders. Exactly. Yep. So if and Mike's a personable guy, mm-hmm. and I think he's a, I think people like him. Mm-hmm. So I think step one is getting, and I'm not just talking about the players. I'm talking about the staff as well. Mm-hmm. I think step one is getting a person in charge uh, who can get people back on board. Yep. And then you get a GM, and then you start to worry about. But but if I'm Mike and I get that job, I also go go to Craig and I say, Craig, you know what? Love you, butt out. Like I'm yeah, not taking I'm true. not taking this job unless you butt out. And then we'll get a GM, and then that GM is going to give us the roadmap. We're going to stop. What they need to stop doing is selling false hope. Mm-hmm. What? Like, no. I know. Like Craig, but Craig needs to be told you need to stop doing this to people. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's what I'm saying with the lip service and the press release. I know why he's saying that, but we have to really recognize from an ownership down that this team is not where it was, and the window has been closed. And we have, and we're going to start this rebuild. Mm-hmm. We're going to try to, and you can you can be active about that. That we're going to be swift. We're going to try to make moves. We're going to give play, young players experiences, which is what I've wanted for a long time now. Mm-hmm. So. I, I do wonder if they go get a new GM who is an outside person that's not been affiliated with the Wild. Like Lynn said, that might be the more smarter move to get someone who is A, qualified, right, and has done it before. And then if Madonna can maybe fit into a, like you said, a director of hockey operations role or some type, some type of role that... He can be in charge. He can be above the GM, but he's not doing correct. the day-to-day GM mm-hmm. stuff. But, right. but my point is the next six months need to now go towards building things back up. Mm-hmm. Like for all Chuck's faults, Chuck ran a very professional operation, and I think people really like Chuck. There's a reason why he was here for yeah, what, a decade. But that's important. Right, there's a but reason. That's important. Mm-hmm. He's got to be giggling right as now. As far as people, <laughs> as far as people go, Paul dragged 
people down. Yeah. yeah. And so now I'm just speaking of trying to get them back up, and then let's be concerned about Koivu leaves or, or you know, I, I don't think the next few months are spent now trying to retool things again for 2019. God, 20. I hope not, but no. it could be. It, it absolutely sure, it could sure be. It sure as hell shouldn't be. Right. Like if Craig, again, if you're listening, don't do that. Craig. <laughs> don't, Craig. Don't do that. I know, but I mean, this is not hard. The roadmap's, no. yeah. the roadmap's not hard here. No. Now, the destination, I don't know. But I can tell you what the next three months have to be. They have to be getting people back on board, mm-hmm. and they have to be establishing. You've got to give them a real plan, too. Fans, I mean. I think fans need a real plan. I, I, I 100% agree with you on that. What's up? What's, is Jake Gardner still on the market? He is. Yeah, he is. Oh, Jake Gardner oh, still ironic. What, And where does he happen to be from as well? Maybe that's a page that we can Skipper. take. That's maybe something that they can explore. But, but do you even worry about that at this point? I don't. A player moves. I'm not at, even worried. See, yeah. I'm not even worried about that. At if this I'm point. the Wild, I'm trying to get the fans to move on to that right away because I don't want them spending time. Don't want us spending time on dissecting this entire debacle that. But they've this decision created. That's but been it's made. such a. De- oh, okay. What level of debacle are we at? Because I feel like it's pretty high. This is pretty damn high. <laughs> like Jake Gardner's not going to sugarcoat the mess you're as, in. As Keenan Thompson said in that great SNL sketch, the level is too damn high. And it's it's it's. I just get worried that this whole thing is going to unravel. And it's unravel. It's it, I know, but like where it could be it's irreparably damaged, irreparably damaged in terms of the eyes of the fan base. But I, want, I have a question to you guys. Let's take Mike Madonna out of this. Let's pretend that he doesn't exist for a hot second. Okay. What's enough? Who are some other general manager candidates? Now, not all of them are going to have general manager experience as, like, the person running the actual show. But sure. what are some names that people can look for to explore being potential candidates to fill this spot? Or are they going to go Houston Rockets on it saying, we're not having one this year? Oh, I think Curvers could be one for a while. And I think Mike could help him probably. And I'm not even concerned about that. Now, my goal, what I think would be very smart, Mm -hmm. hire someone that the three of us have never heard of. Yeah. Yeah. Hire a Mm -hmm. young, progressive thinking. Like an AHL person? Gerson Rosas kind of guy. Forward thinking. Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. And and you know Mm -hmm. what Paul Fenton was? Backwards thinking. The profile, not as high. But he used tips. Yeah. He just thought he was going to bully his way through. Mm -hmm. And, And I think, I actually think, I think Tom knew more about his sport than Paul probably knew about his in 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not a lot more, but I think – Some. I think – but I would like to see them go hire a younger guy, anal- right. analytics background, mm-hmm. smart hockey sense. Mm-hmm. Because this sport, my God, how many Kenny Hollands can we recycle Right. You know? And and more importantly, like we've just harped on this entire Ryan podcast, Francis you need somebody who can communicate with people. Somebody who communicate with Absolutely. people and do it, at a, do it well. And that's an, a really tough skill to find, not just in hockey, not just in sports, but everywhere. Nobody really knows how to converse with different types of people. You know how to converse with your types of people. Right. But it's about being able to get the best out of everyone and to be able to motivate them and to support them that so they can flourish. And that's wasn't present with Paul. And I don't think they necessarily just have to hire the biggest L7 analytic dweeb weenie. No. But what but, but what they no. do need Seven to do. Weenie. Yeah. Weenie but, but, Hunt what, Jr. but what they do need to do is get someone who is okay with those conversations and okay with having an analytic staff, which Paul Fenton wasn't for, 
And no, and apparently his son is staying on. I don't what? know if that will are happen. You, are you That'll for be, real? That, that will be, be gone. That's but, gonna be. Brief. But my point is, you got to get someone <laughs> who won't, who won't, who um, won't last. Take all of his backwards philosophies and pretty much poison the rest of the organization. You have to get someone who's forward thinking and open with communication and open with all dialogues and all avenues to make yourself a better hockey team, not just what this guy wants to do. And I'm gonna have a stranglehold because I have the position of power. We need Ellen DeGeneres to manage this team. We need somebody we who need we need somebody who's who a thinks people person. differently. Yes. So, all right. I think we're done. I think so. I too. think so. Emergency podcast. Uh, Paul Fenton fired as Wild GM today. By the way, one quick thing. Mm-hmm. It's big news. Fenton fired. Don't allow this to let the Twins off the hook, though. Trade deadline. You got to make a trade. You got to make trade a trade. Pitching. Bye, Fenty Latte. Falvine. Bye, Paul Fenton. It's been fun, Hello, but not Garrett really. Bad. Make, do the right thing. Bye. Bye. Awkward silence so the video can end. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. We had 300. I I figured the quicker that we got on, the better, so cool. All right, I'll... Everything's getting more expensive these days. Gas, rent, and even your music. While other music services keep jacking up their prices, Live One is letting you lock in the best music membership at the best price. Live One Plus is just $3.99 per month. Get all your favorite music ad-free, along with unlimited skips and maximum audio quality. Beat inflation with the best deal in music at just $3.99 per month. Visit liveone.com slash best music to get Live One Plus now.